welcome to Film Forums. I'm Richard Williams, the creator of this platform, a place dedicated to the filmmaking community. We interview members of the film industry to find out what it really takes to make a movie, bring a script to screen, or secure that acting role. If that sounds good to you, please subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform so you can be the first to know when an episode drops. We'd really appreciate it if you'd like and share this if you get value from this episode. Thank you. Today we're going to be discussing film production, routes to filmmaking, budgets and casting with the multi-award winning filmmaker and former actress herself, Nadira Murray. Yeah, hi Aisha, well thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm Nadira Murray, I am Scotland based and I have been working producing films. Before producing I was an actress, (laughs) so I found my passion behind the camera. And then um, since 2015 I have been producing two short films uh, two feature films and we have a short film currently we are in pre-production and uh, in development we have another feature film awesome so to go back to kind of the beginning of your story you were saying that you started out as um, an actress so you were in front of the lens much like myself what was it in your acting journey that led you to start thinking about writing and production and, and telling people stories i suppose it's stories you know you know, actors, we always love stories and characters. I mean, that's kind of inevitable for actors. So I thought via analyzing a lot, like the characters I had and the world the character was in, it's just I was really interested in creating my own work through that influence. And I started to write. So I wrote a one theater show and it went really well. It was it was a one woman show. So everything pretty much started telling my own stories. And yes, I loved theater, as you can see. I wasn't very much film person. So I, I wanted to explore through script writing, you know, through writing stories. And then the subjects that I, you know, it mattered to me, the subjects that uh, I knew or I experienced. So I wrote Locked In, my first film. It's about asylum seekers in a detention center, asylum seeking process in UK detention center, because I knew the theme very well. I knew characters. It was based on real real stories, real people. So I interviewed a lot of people. I interviewed NGOs and policemen. And I mean, I, I read thousands of voices on you know, online and I have few friends who applied for asylum seekers and refugees. So I kind of got all those stories and I decided that was just pure uh, fun for me, like exercise at the same time, it was passion. So I kind of put all together and then tried to create a 15-minute short film. That was my first writing, my first product and that I ended up producing in 2015. I never thought I would produce, but then, you know, I had that script and I, I, I tried to search for producers, but I couldn't. And I thought, well, okay, if I don't move my own vehicle nobody's gonna move for me and so I kind of asked a lot of favors and then I I found a way of making this film happen it was purely out of like curiosity to produce a film and I honestly I fell in love I never studied film school so I jumped from I'm acting straight hands-on on movie sets so producing so I learned filmmaking via making films basically uh, yeah. through my experience 
course I'm still learning, doesn't mean I know everything. Um, so pretty much that was my first film. So yeah, from acting to producing. Cool. Um, I think quite a lot of actors um, have gone a similar route because they are we are creative people by nature. You know what I mean? So it's not that you know we're only in in one lane basically of acting. A lot of us are are multi skilled and have multi interests. So it makes sense that you would want to go behind the camera and start creating your own stories. Yeah. And you've had tremendous success doing that as well. So if we go into a bit more of the, the business side of things, so you started your own company, Self Productions, which, you know, for a lot of people can be quite a complicated process. Can you talk a little bit about how you went about that and maybe who you got involved to, to help you kind of make that happen? You know, like what kind of things did you need to employ to make that come together? Well, it, creating company is not difficult. You know, it's only what sixteen pound ninety nine p online. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's quite easy, yeah. but um, maintaining company is is a real work. Okay, I took a career path route, so mm-hmm. I didn't take a route working for someone as a freelancer. I did two internships, you know, in a film set or in a production set. Did observe a lot. I learned a lot through two uh, internships. By the way, I did go to media business school. I studied media business school, three and a half months residential course in Spain. So that is EU funded. And after that, I did um, uh, two internships in a company. Uh, It was big budgeted films. So I I observed all that paperwork and the way they worked. Then after doing the long, well, I mean, I did open a company. As I said, it's not difficult. And I put my own capital there as a startup business. This is how, you know, I made short film Locked In happen. Mm-hmm. After that, I, you know, the, the Locked In took me to around the world festivals and I ended up traveling and we went to BAFTA and Oscar not qualified um, festivals. So I liked the feeling. I really loved the feel, feeling of festivals and then, you know, ready product. And with first film, I thought, okay, I'm going to carry on this company. So I know I can do this. I mean, it's not an easy answer, Aisha, you know, (laughs) you really need to know where, how far you want to see yourself, I guess, you know, Um, I mean, if you're an actor, you're just like, you want to do a short film to show real yourself then it's don't bother to open a company. You're just doing it. You know, you're asking a lot of, you know, your friends favor. And then you're just doing one short film as a show real reason. That is a different thing. So to me, it wasn't like that. To me, I thought I'm going to tell my own stories mm-hmm. and, and I will keep doing that. For that, having a company is a must thing. That's why it wasn't difficult for me to quit acting. I mean... <laughs> Uh, because you, I wanted just to concentrate on one aspect, how you maintain your company, how you keep going. So it's not just pure showcase for myself as an you know, mm. actor or, or, yeah, it's a different thing. I, I took it as a career path and that's how I keep going. It's quite a word, but I enjoy it, Aisha. I, I really yeah. like it. It's a hustle, it's paper. <laughs> and... Uh, 
there are some companies out there. I do get some mentoring, you know, how to run my company. But then there are, you know, some fundings as well that you do keep going. They do mentor you, uh, people with the companies. The way there is a will, there is a way. So Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand it. It's, I mean, it was, for me, watching you really interesting because you really did go hard at it from the very beginning. You know what I mean? Like a lot of um, new indie filmmakers, they will kind of just work together as, you know, a collective of individuals, you know, but like you say, you you took it on as a real business venture and a, and a career and you invested in it yourself. You know what I mean? You put your own money up and you made sure that your very first film had a budget as well, which is rare people work on zero budget for a few films before they even try to put in their own money or secure other funding. But that's why you produced an excellent quality film the very first time, because you made sure that you had things in place, you know? Yeah, thank you, Aisha. You know, uh, production value is important to me. It's, mm -hmm. it's so much, it's a label for your company, basically. You know, I only sometimes regret, I wish I, you know, had a, a qualification in filmmaking, but I just couldn't, First of all, it's too, too expensive to go to film school. And then I thought for that for that money, why don't I just make film and learn from that film? Yeah, I mean, it, it depends what path you're taking, you know. I could have just taken that money and went to a film school, study writing and directing or directing. I don't know. If you love stories enough, I guess YouTube is your best, you know, school. <laughs> Nofilmschool.com. There are so many, you know, mm -hmm. things online. I mean, I learned myself. I sat down because it's your money. You work your ass off, you know. <laughs> and you know those films. I'm sure. But thank you. I'm sure it would have been a lot better if I had a formal training or something. But uh, I mean, considering it's not bad either. It's been no. doing really good at BAFTA and Oscar qualified festivals. So I'm quite happy, you know, if I could do that. And I always think, okay, my next will be better. My next one will be better. So it's always that kind of looking forward to the future. And that motivates me. Um, that energy is very uh, big, you know, like, okay, I know this one, like I learned this from this and next one, I will I will do this way and I will do that way. So it's like you're always strategizing in, in your brain, you know, with your first, you know, slate of films. But I am now collaborating. I've started to collaborate. And that's another thing because with another producers and with another, you know, people's money so that <laughs> that is a real business <laughs> yeah. so um so it's like you never you never have learned or conquered one thing you're always learning every project is a different project uh, people behind it is going to be different and knowing the way they work and then it's not always about my way because I have been doing things in my way but I it's fascinating to really see what people's way are and and i love this aspect i love challenging how people work the way people work it's different from mine and you know the, the energies are different and the way they strategize is different so finding that kind of a deal you know in the middle mm -hmm. it just fascinates me i really love talking communication is so important and art of communication how I can make someone to understand what I want or, or vice versa so it's a lot of listening I just I, I don't know I, it's a new path so what I want to move on to is a little bit about genre 
because well you already know like I am a huge fan of the type of stories that you tell you know and obviously it's quite a it's quite a niche market of films as well which is I think why I find them so interesting obviously I would say that your films speak to people particularly of an international background you know people who have their own stories to tell as well what was it in your own background that made you want to do social realism rather than say horror or comedy or you know regular drama like what was it that attracted you to telling those really raw stories that you tell again as i said going back to stories and and also i'm from uzbekistan <laughs> i came uh, to united kingdom 2004 so and i was myself in exile i couldn't go back and i've never been to my own country for over 16 years now so I feel the feeling of being an immigrant in this country or, or exile in the very beginning. And what is it like to live in exile? You take a long time to search where you belong, who you are, you know, constant question in your 30s. Also keep, you know, it just never leaves you where you belong, who you are and your identity and, you know, all those kind of questions. And so then you are automatically surrounded by these kind of people as well because I have friends who are refugees who run away from war-torn countries or dictatorship countries or for being who they are LGBT community so I was automatically surrounded by the, the circle of people that we we could get on well you know we could speak yeah. our own stories and things so my first locked in was based because I knew uh, things happen in front of my eyes and things happened to my uh, friends. Also, when you look at the you know, asylum seeking process, it's quite a dehumanizing system in UK. You know, someone who's running away from war-torn country or from dictatorship country or from, you know, being abused by police or by their government. And then they're coming and they're applying for asylum seeker and they have to go through this dehumanizing process as well it just didn't make sense you know Aisha I thought like wow someone should tell the story you know mm -hmm. I mean and me being like it might it might sound like documentary but I'm not a documentary filmmaker and I don't think I have I mean I like telling story and artistic you know more cinematic approach so I kind of combined two things together like you know it could have been more like a documentary yes but then that's not the path I wanted yeah and I don't think you would have reached the same audience either if you'd gone down the documentary road you know I think making it a drama makes it more accessible to all to, different to, people you know yeah, and, and you are right yeah this is what I was thinking I want I want it to be watchable by a lot of people as well because the subject matter, you know, asylum seeking process is quite a, you know, heavy subject, you know, mm -hmm. so I didn't want to put off other people and I didn't want to be that only for niche audience like human rights or journalists, you know, I, I wanted that to be widely for everyone. I thought, you know, I'm going to grab that angle and I'm going to tell the story on that angle because that needs to be told. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's how I ended up telling that story grabbing that angle and then the fast track system fast track system as you know like you know once asylum seeker is put in detention center so they are going to be sent back immediately 
to their country to death or you know whatever the persecution they might be the, the fast track system is you know was unlawful as well so when i did a lot of research i thought wow this is unlawful this is dehumanizing this is not acceptable then why it still keep doing kind of that's why i was so excited to be involved <laughs> someone said it's something about um you know detention centers and immigration obviously as a person of color and someone who you know my dad is an immigrant to this country and yeah. you know a lot of my family are as well so I was immediately interested and then when I read the script I like absolutely fell in love with it with you with the whole thing you know what I mean I was like okay I have to be involved like I don't care what I'm doing I have to be have to be involved somehow because it was just so exciting to see that story be told because as you say it's something that maybe you might have experience of and and your friendship group your circle and mine also but the general job public does not have experience of that yeah. they trust the system you know yeah. and so they think oh it can't be that bad they can't be treated like that or that can't happen there that's mm. legal well yeah but a lot of things are being done that are illegal things like that it's the same when we talk about police brutality people yeah. trust the police to do what they're meant to do and they trust them not to discriminate and unfortunately it's not always the case so mm. those stories need to be told and i'm i'm yeah. really glad that there are filmmakers like you who are telling those stories yeah. yeah. No, thank you. I try, you know, if I could achieve that, this is what I'm I'm doing. This Beautiful. is why I'm doing. This gives me uh and you know more motivation to achieve that kind of thing. You know, I've received loads of email from BAME background about my film, whoever watched, but I'm saying BAME saying my auntie, oh, this happened to my auntie, this happened to an uncle, this happened to my mom. You know, it's like a lot of people connect, but I, I'm happy the way it went. Absolutely, Nadira. That is all that we have time for today, though. Thank you so much for coming on. We will be back with part two where we will be talking about the importance of locations and doing recce, women in film, and also being a female of colour behind the camera as well. So thank you again. Thank you also to our listeners. We hope to see you again next time.